on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to talk the Thanksgiving games and Black Friday game. First time ever for the NFL. But before we jump into that, we're going to recap Monday night and Sunday night, which saw some banger of games on primetime last week. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your picks for the Thursday games, the Black Friday game, and your thoughts of the primetime games last week. I'm Paul. Pick a win, I'm Concha. I got the school. And who's with me? Hey, man, you already know it's your boy, Cap. Water boy, boy, a.k.a. the Dom P.Y.E., a.k.a. the real on your screen, a.k.a. the motherfucker that's wanted. Hey, what's that shit, Paul? What's that shit say, Paul? Wanted. Dead or alive. Hey, that boy Paul put me on Bon Jovi, so I'm stuck. Hey, what that been say? Wow. Dead or alive. So, yeah, I've been damn. I've been bumping this is bon before he became a, a pussy ass boy. Now yeah. it's fuck this motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie. That shit is hard, though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, but, Saul, before we can talk Thanksgiving, before we can talk Black Friday, before we can talk Dead or Alive, we gotta talk Sunday night. And they let my boy Russ cook. They let Russ cook. I don't know. I don't know if he was cooking. They let him cook. I'm not saying that he cooked like a feast or nothing, but yeah, he cooked. They had him cooking the appetizers. I'm telling you, I told you, bro. This is what I told you. Keep your steak in Bronco County. There's, there's still money over there. I'm try, I tried to tell you. Well, I think the, I mean, the final drive, where they win the game on the touchdown, go for it, or go for uh two and don't get it. Um, didn't matter. Fuck it, that that's Corlin Sutton. Did you see how high that motherfucker jumped? Like he was up there to grab that bitch. Right. The, the what made me mad about that play was it was first down. Like even when I look at this, I'm looking at this motherfucker right now, and I just get so upset. Like why did you throw this ball? But Cortland Sutton got up and. Out of there, homie. Like that shit made no sense, dog. What? I will give Russ credit. He did put it in the one place where it wouldn't be intercepted. Like that worst, that's an incompletion, uh, a ball swatted. That's probably that bitch is. Oh my God. Bro, when I see that play, bro, I just sit there and just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but that's all we needed. Shout out Bronco County. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't know, we's out here. We living our lives. Shout them boys out. But, hey, that's three in a row for the Broncos. And they just snapped the five-game winning streak that the, the Vikings was on. I'm just saying. They in the hunt. Yeah. They on the bubble. They're, on, they're either in the hunt or on the bubble. Yeah, they're five and five right now. Which in the AFC you're gonna need more than a 500 record to make it. It's like currently the the Vikings are still above them at six and four, but I mean the Broncos are stringing along wins and it isn't easy wins like the Vikings game, the last minute drive, a good stop on defense to not let Dobbs uh make the game winning drive because all they needed was a field goal, and. And on top of it, I mean, just weeks prior to that, they beat the Bills and they beat the fucking uh, Chiefs. Like, those are – that's a solid resume for a three-game win streak. Facts. They, hey, man, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's still some stakes over there. I'm saying I got a couple shares. I don't mind selling at a higher value. 
I will say Russ, I, I, I talked a little shit on Russ, but he has played a lot better. Like six, I think he's like 16 touchdowns, four interceptions on the year. Like he's kind of reminding me similar to like the, the Kirk, the, before Kirk Cousins was like a, an actual like franchise quarterback for the Vikings and shit. Like that's what he's kind of reminding me of. It's like, okay, this guy, he's, he's like some games he throws for 150, some games he throws for 280, but he's not throwing interceptions. And now that's, I think, the key to this game, uh, to this team is like, just, just limit the mistakes. Like, you're only going to probably put up 20 points, maybe 20, 20, to, 20 to 25, some games under. But as long as you don't let the other team get easy scoring opportunities, your defense, the, they're a shell of their former selves, but they, they've shown up these last couple of weeks getting a shitload of turnovers. Yeah, they have been going him. Like but the first, I, first drive of this game was a fumble by the uh the uh the the Vikings to set up a short field for a field goal. Like if they don't get that turnover there, that's a game the Bron- Broncos probably lose by a field goal. They don't they don't get that turnover for an easy point. Yeah, my biggest thing for Russ is that the fact that he's doing this without a run game, and his receivers when they're not dropping that bitch, they're looking really good. Like Jay Judy can really shake some shit up easy, but. Sometimes they'll drop that bit. So I don't know. I think if they sneak, the one of the announcers said it best, I believe, when he said that everybody thought when Sean Payton came here, they was gonna go back to like the Russell, the Drew Brees type days when he's getting he has a receiver, he has a quarterback throwing three hundred yards a game. They're having a top five offense type vibe, but that's just not this team right now. Maybe they could build on top of it, but um, not right now. And I think they're figuring out ways to win. And this game had a lot of moxie in that bitch. We can give Russell the credit. We can give Corbin Sutton the credit. But truthfully, it was a team effort. Like, all these motherfuckers did something. Like, if you look at the receiving yards, they're like, this goes like the best, highest receiver was Corbin Sutton with 66. Samaje Piron had 60. Jerry Judy had 58. Like, these motherfuckers are doing, they're figuring out ways to get it done. Yeah, and Corlin's son, we haven't been keeping track of stuff like this, but, like, the shout-out to him. I know this personally because I have him in fantasy. He has eight touchdowns on the year so far. He's nice. Like, Great reds. Years prior, he was not getting many touchdowns. Look, that was the one thing. Like, he was getting 100-yard games but no touchdowns. Ouch. This year, he's not having the big production yardage-wise, but eight touchdowns throughout the 10 weeks of football they play, like, that, like he's – as my flex guy, he's sending him, like, fuck, he only got, like, five points. And then next time I look, he's, like, 14-point-something and got a, got a touchdown. Like, I was like, he's just been a consistent end-zone finder for the year. He knows how to get them in, and he's willing to put – he's willing to make a motherfucker look crazy to do it. But, yeah, yeah shout-out to Broncos. Hopefully – keep on winning so I can get I can get some more of value in these um Bronco County shit since I got so many extra. And before we move on, to put in perspective for people at home that don't know eight touchdowns is a lot, he's second only to Tyreek Hill and wide receivers and touchdowns this year. And Tyreek Hill got nine. Next oh, wow. game yeah, next game, the Monday night game was a good one. We had the Eagles beating the Chiefs twenty one to seventeen and it came down all the way to and um, also in this game, Jalen Hurts runs for two touchdowns, and with that, he breaks the Cam Newton like all-time record for rushing touchdowns within the first couple of years or some shit. I don't know. He broke Cam Newton's record, and everyone's been beefing online that like Cam Newton was scrambling and running motherfuckers over for his touchdowns. 
Jalen Hurts is getting pushed up by his ass cheeks for his touchdowns. <laughs> Literally, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, if, if they pushed him by his ass cheeks. And, and I mean, given credit, he has nine rushing touchdowns this year, insane number. Seven of them came within the one yard line. I mean, if it fits, it ships. I'm not mad at him for that. But that is the most solid point I've ever heard. Cam Newton was really killing motherfuckers. Cam Newton was jumping over the pile. Like, yeah, like, really Superman in that shit. So, like, he can have the record, but Cam Newton got the place. Yeah, we had Marcus versus Corey in the fantasy group chat today about the Cam versus Hurts combo. Oh, I know that was a bad. I know that was a bad. That was a bad back and forth. Cause Bro, I was busy. I, I was busy at work, and I felt like somebody was calling me the way my phone was buzzing. I was like, yeah. "What?" The fuck? I was actually eighty missed messages in the last eight minutes. I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Yeah, I, I know that nigga dying over camera. That nigga's what? Oh hey, yeah. And I will give credit where credit's due. Evo, known known Bucks fan, Panther hater. Even he came and said Cam was that was that dude. He was like, and then Lonnie came in and was like Cam was that dude. And then I haven't heard much from Corey since. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, Cam was a problem. So, uh, I'm gonna quote the great Evo. He said, "Cam is the greatest scrambling quarterback he's ever seen in his life." Uh, I don't know. Lamar Jackson's kind of nice, but Cam is nice. And, but back to the game, this was a Super Bowl rematch, the Brothers Bowl, the Kelsey Bowl, some people like to call it. Eagles, they got the little – I know this isn't the revenge they want. They want the revenge in the Super Bowl, but they got a little bit of revenge, 21-17 to 17 over the Chiefs, and it came down to the final drive where Hurts – we just kind of hit on it. He did a little tush push on the one-yard line to take the lead with six minutes left. Chiefs definitely have chances to win this game. MVS – Drops 70-yard touchdown in his hands. Like, they've been on that boy's head all since the game. I'm not shocked if he deactivated Twitter and all that because they is on his – Yeah, he deactivated? I'm not sure if he did, but, like, everybody was – I swear, the number one – there was two things trending. It was, like, Monday Night Football. That was number one. The number – actually, there was, like, five things. Number two, Jalen Hurts. Number three, MVS, Marvin Vantes, Scantley. Number four was Walmart. And if you click on the Walmart, it was the Chiefs wide receivers better go apply to Walmart. Like, it was so much people talking about. That's why Walmart was trending. It was like, these motherfuckers need to start getting the employment line. I know Walmart hiring. It's season. It's season. It's like, I was like, like so, like, the, that's the way people was walking out of this game. Hey, bro, them boys were upset. They said, they said. <laughs> Walmart was in the top five trending things. It was only because people were telling the Chiefs wide receivers to go apply. But I know the Walmart. I know. I bet you Walmart got all types of Chiefs stuff in the um in every store right now. They were like future, future, um, future employer of the Kansas City Chiefs receivers. But um, that's good. That that's good um publicity. But all in all, I just realized. The Chiefs are really a a team of two halves. There's the first, and then there's the second half. Yeah. And, like, the first half, they're probably one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team. The second half, they're atrocious. They're the worst. Like, they make terrible mistakes. They literally they literally turn over the ball crazy. They drop, they drop shit. 
They give up. They give up stuff, and like this pisses me off because their defense is so good. Yeah, like they got Hurts. I think he got sacked five times this game. Uh, like Hurts doesn't get sacked like that. They have a, a great offensive line, and he can scramble. But like the Chiefs' defense is doing anything. Like they got an interception on Hurts uh, as well. There was a uh, the the Chiefs were in the red zone. They fumbled a ball. I think Travis Kelsey's the one that fumbled it in the red zone. Like. There's a little yeah. bit of mistakes, but this was a great ass game. Like I think that's the best way to display. Like, this is a great ass game. Like the offenses didn't. It wasn't 400 yards versus 400 yards and no defense. It was like good defensive stands, but also some offense was still involved. Like Devontae Smith 40 yard catch that ends on the one. Like uh, people were saying, like the moment he got stopped at the one, like Jalen Hurts was like, "Time for me to do <laughs> my magic." <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I mean, I, I can't fault them. I mean, I know if Tua did that, like we probably wouldn't have a quarterback all year. So, like, if you got if you got the goods, do it. Bro, they keep bringing up the. I was watching this game on the Manning cast, and they kept bringing up how Jalen Hurts squats seven hundred pounds, and like he's a hard motherfucker to just take down in general. So like, that tush push is so undefeated, but like, it literally only works because of the dynamic between Jalen Hurts, Jason Kelsey, and whoever's pushing their ass. Yeah. And the the co-sign your point about them in the second half, statistically they are they haven't scored a second half touchdown since October twenty second. We're going a full month without the Chiefs having a second half touchdown. Wow. They're averaging the lowest points for games in the second half, 32nd ranked in the whole uh, NFL. And it, this, is, this is teams like the Giants with fucking DeVito on the squad. And then they said last three games, Chiefs second half, Broncos, four drives, two turnovers, no points. Dolphins, five drives, one turnover, no points. Eagles, six drives, one turnover, no points. Crazy. Yeah, like that. Like we were the reason we. I think we need both pick the Chiefs was because of their defense. We didn't know. We we weren't fully. We we didn't have all the stats in front of us to let us know that like this offense is could let you down. Yeah, and it's really just like the little mistakes. If they can fix those errors, that's Gucci. But like they can still be the mighty mighty Chiefs we all know and love. But like they gotta fix those errors because that's crazy. Damn, bro, I just typed in second half, bro, the fucking – if you was to bet the Chiefs under total points in the second half all year long, you'd be 10-0 in all your bets. Wow. That right there is a gold mine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to throw a little dollars on that one this next week. But outside of that, Kev, how else do you feel about this game? Any like final thoughts or any big takeaways, anything like that? Um, the Eagles keep screaming they've never that they still aren't playing their best football yet. But I think they're they're missing. I don't know if they're missing anything. I think they can lock in deeper and fix little errors, especially against good teams. But I don't know. I think there's a bluff that's being called. I will say, my dad, he said this two weeks ago, and I keep forgetting to bring it up. From week nine, Paul Sr., my father, this is his take. This is a bold take. This would be a shock take if he was on the show. 
He said the Eagles are going to lose the first round to play. Not like maybe they'll get the first round by because they're seeding. He says the first game they play in the playoff, they're going to lose. He says they're going to be the Minnesota Vikings of last year. Yeah. Just because he's like every close game and coming to playoffs, like those close games start to flip. He's like, you can't win every game by one possession and then expect to do that. You know, you can't do that for fucking every game of the year. Yeah. And it comes to bite, yeah, like you said, it comes to bite them in the ass. And, I mean, the Chiefs are still dominant. And I think this game was a big – the Chiefs played better than the um, than the Eagles. I just think that the Eagles won this bitch outright. And I feel like it was the exact opposite in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't have the slippery field to complain about. Yeah, so it'd be like that sometimes, but hey, adversity. Let's see what they do to come back from it. And you know, Jalen Hurts walked out of walked out of Kansas City, wanted. <laughs> Facts. Dead or alive. And then let's jump into Thursday games. Kev, gobble gobble, put Thanksgiving hat on. Get to tell us everything you're grateful for, because I know I'm grateful for this football games come Thursday. Definitely grateful for football. One thing about me, I don't really go home on Thanksgiving. And motherfuckers like to ask questions. And I kind of just want to get faded, eat food, and watch football. And motherfuckers want to change locations. They want to do this, take pictures, say praise. I'm 12 to 10, 30. I am watching football. Leave me alone. Yeah. And it's back to back. And I won't say we have a great game of slate, like a great slate of games here this Thursday. But for once, for once, we could actually see the Cowboys and Lions both win on Thanksgiving. Whoa. Like, Whoa. I don't know. They, they probably won back, like, together in a while. But the Lions have stunk on Thanksgiving multiple years. The Cowboys are known to blow it on Thanksgiving. Um, but this could be the year where, like, they finally get their shit together. They have got their shit together. They look fucking pretty good coming into Thursday. But let's start it off, Kev. First Thursday game, I'm going to throw it to you. Lions, 8-2 versus the Packers, 4-6. and six. Lions coming off a good win, big comeback win against the Bears. Packers coming off a kind of a big underdog win. No one thought they were going to beat the Chargers, but they did. Lions, did. it's in Detroit, of course. Thanksgiving Day is always going to be in Detroit. Lions are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite at home, taking on the Packers. How do you feel? I mean, you know how I feel about my Lions. I always think – I'm always rooting for them to do good and um, to make something happen in this society we call it life. That was my philosophical way. And the Lions better come fucking boys up. This is going to be one of the visualized games that are close for no reason type shit. But not- I do like – Oh, it is. My bad, my bad, my bad. I, I do I do like this game to be um interesting in a few different sorts, in a few different forms. But I'm expecting the Lions to handle business, continue continue streaking and looking good like they have been, and to take over this bitch because they run this division right now. Oh, they do, but I'm looking for just looking at the stats, like no win record, no nothing. Just comparing Jordan Love to Jared Goff right now. Jordan, Jordan, so let's talk about Jared Goff. I think we can all agree he's probably playing his best football ever. 
Yeah, consistently. Only seven hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns, eight interceptions. Jordan nice. Love, Jordan Love, twenty-three hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns, ten interceptions. It's a lot closer than I expected. Like same amount of touchdowns. Love only has two more interceptions, and Goff only got four hundred more yards. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not like I was expecting it. Like you know, like we're talking about like golf in the Lions. Like who the fuck stopping them type shit? And when we're talking about Green Bay Packers, is like where the fuck is their offense? And I think that's the difference between winning and losing games because the box score always shows something similar. But if the if the Green Bay Packers are sitting at like seven and three or eight, just flip the record six and four and not four and six. I think people are talking about the Jordan Love era a little differently. They're talking about like, oh yeah, like. We're finding ways to win. Like, we don't need Rodgers. Like, right now, the GM that traded away Rodgers, his ass is on the fucking hot seat. Like, his ass might be done after this year if he if the Packers don't do shit. Yeah, he's definitely out of there. But I like your take, and I can agree with it to an extent. But you do have to remember, like, the Lions do have this crazy fucking pass rush and then motherfucking – Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not talking about the whole team. I'm just talking about quarterback versus quarterback. The way people yeah. love versus the way people are talking about golf right now. And I think it's um also there's the fact that he has um that he um then he also has the running backs. But like when it comes to so it's like when it comes to quarterback, there's a lot less pressure on golf and it, and golf. And he's only recently started throwing interceptions. So like because of that, I feel like he was he does get away with a lot of slack. You can't. Yeah. So um but I do like that comparison because I think Jordan Love isn't terrible. He isn't atrocious. I think he's what Trevor Lawrence, what we thought Trevor Lawrence was last year. Somebody that could be up. They just gotta figure things out, mesh well, get him the right team, keep Aaron Jones healthy. So I never knock Jordan Love, even though I'd be wanting to. Cause he can he can't get three hundred yards on a good day. But I got the Lions coming in here to smash them, boy, because that's what this Lions team is supposed to fucking do. Yeah, I do. And I, you, the reason I said you caught me was because you, you was right. Like, Jared Goff threw three interceptions last game. Like, if he, if he didn't throw those three, which is not what he normally does, he's sitting at a 16 and five. Like, we're sitting here like, oh, yeah, like, fucking way better than Jordan Love. But it's just that three interceptions, if he got eight right now, makes it look a lot closer. Um, Detroit's four and one at home. Green Bay's one and four away. I that like that should tell you enough. Like the, the Detroit doesn't lose at home. I like them a lot here. I even like the minus seven and a half. I don't think this is gonna be a ball game. Like I think it'll be a ball game and maybe closer to the fourth quarter because Green Bay may do something to bring it within a score or something. But I think from top to bottom, offensive line, the Green Bay's offensive line, which is not that good, going up against the Detroit defensive line is gonna be a big problem for Jordan Love. And what's one thing we see with these, like, younger quarterbacks that are taking over offenses is, like, you get somebody in their face, they tend to struggle. And I think that's what we're going to see here. We'll see the Detroit Lions kind of demanding lead at halftime, like a twenty, a 24 or 21 to, like, 7 going into half. And then it's going to become, like, somewhat of a ball game in the fourth quarter. But the Lions got this. And give me the Lions minus 7 and a half at home. Yeah, I think the Lions are coming with a mindset to put up 40 points. I think Amon Ross St. Brown 
is on a tear right now, and not enough people are talking about it. A hundred yard game every fucking week, almost. Like he, if you're just going off the stats alone, like the top three receivers in NFL should be Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Amon St. Brown. <clears throat> just off of like this Pierre, like, but not even the stats. Like, like it's like, what are they contributing to their team? Like, if you take Amon St. Brown off the Lions, that's a different Lions squad. Yeah, Jameson Williams is cool. We love him, but that's a lot of love. Yeah. Okay. That's a different line squad. Like Sam Laporta, great tight end, rookie tight end, balling. But like, is he gonna be able to do the shit he's doing whenever if he's if if Amon St. Brown ain't getting all the attention that he's getting? Same with Tyreek wow. Hill. Take Tyreek Hill off the fucking Dolphins. I'm not gonna lie. We're gonna be fighting for our wins. And then you take the AJ Brown off the Eagles. They're gonna be fighting for some wins. Like it's not gonna be like they're only they're already fighting for their wins. They're all one possession wins. Like not gonna be the same squad. Like I feel like all I feel like those three should be the top three. Uh, Keenan Allen, he's also in that convo. I'm not gonna lie, Keenan Allen's that dude too. But like that should be the top three, just based on what they bring to their team. Their team is winning, and they're putting up the numbers to respect it. Yeah. Oh, I respect it, but a Stephon Diggs fan, I hate you for that. Man, get their wins up. <laughs> And then the other guy, I kind of snubbed this guy. I'm going to bring it up a little bit into this breakdown. Cowboys versus Commanders. TD Lamb is going to be there. That was another guy I, I kind of just forgot about for a second. But he's definitely been in that combo too. But Cowboys taking on the Commanders. First time they're playing each other this season. Cowboys 4-0 at home. And Commanders are a better team on the road. They're 3-3 three and three in away games. Three of their wins out of their four are when they're on the road and they're taking on the, uh, the uh, Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. It's 11 point spread. This is going to be, I, this is this game. I don't know how to think. Cause everything's telling me Dallas Cowboys defense offense. They, they fucking, it's going to be a shit show. They're going to destroy it. Not even close, but Dallas tends to not show up on Thanksgiving. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm pretty sure they haven't won. Like in the last five and last ten, they they've lost more than they've won. And this is like basically the same squad that they have every year because every year they win ten ten games or more. So it's not like it's any different. And in Washington, I I don't know I, I don't know how to fucking judge them. They they play shit against some teams, and then they play the Eagles, and fucking Sam Howell turns into the. Fucking MVP Howell, 300 and something yards, three touchdowns, fucking running it for 50 yards and shit. Like, so to me, I'm like, is this going to be the Cowboys just blowing out Washington? Is it going to be like the, this Cowboys doing the Cowboys thing, getting the people up, up out of there? Or is this going to be the Washington Commanders when they play somebody in the division that's good? Because they, they lost the Giants. But like, when they play somebody that's good, they fucking wake up and and they seem to fucking play their best offense. So how how do you see it? I look at this game as it could go either way on a good day. But no, nah, I think it could go either way. You could be on some really close stuff, but nah, you got to take the Cowboys because of this offense being on the tear it's been on. But this defense as well, the fact that, what's his name, like Blam? Bland. Is on. Bland, he's like one or two touchdowns, pick sixes away from um, breaking the record. Like one, he's tying the record right now. He's just one away from breaking it. That's how 
that's only the dominant performances that they've been putting on a lot of teams. I don't think Sam Howell, like you said, people do not look good with somebody in their face. You do not want Michael Parsons getting back to fuck, acting a fucking fool. So I would love to make it seem like, oh, yeah, it's the um, it's going to be one of those divisional games that makes anything happen. Now. I'm taking the Cowboys to go come in and handle business. Because especially because I know you can't trust Sam Howell on a four-quarter drive. Yeah, and I was uh, – so we brought up Bland. I want to point out this. People are saying he should be in the, the defensive MVP conversations because if you compare his stats to when Stephon Gilmore won it in 2019 on the Patriots, they're very comparable. Um, this yards allowed. Gilmore, I know this through a whole season, but he's allowed 600 yards. Bland's only allowed 200. Still has seven games to go, but he's only allowed 200. Touchdowns allowed, Bland's allowed one, Gilmore's allowed none. QB rating against them, Gilmore's 44, Bland's 34. So better a better QBR for Bland. Deflections, Gilmore's got 20, Bland's got 12. Again, Bland's got like six more games to play. Interceptions, they're tied at six. And defensive touchdowns, Gilmore had two, and Bland has four right now. Oh, wow. So statistically, he's matching up pay, pay, like pace-wise right up there with Gilmore and is probably going to beat him if he scores another touchdown or gets another interception, he'll have more. But, like, he's right there with him. So, it, But he's not even being talked about for the defensive MVP. I did not know, I did not know he was nice like that. I guess that he was catching garbage time. Um, it's one of those, like, you were the third corner that just happens to be there type shit. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. He probably would be the third corner, but you got to remember, Tavon Diggs went down. Now he's like, it's my fucking time to shine. Tavon Diggs let up yards. I ain't doing that. I'm fucking locking shit up. That's real. <laughs> but, yeah, no, but back to the game, like, yeah, uh, I think Howell's still, like, first in yards this season, which is insane for, like, a first year of him playing. But – it's the Cowboys. They're 4-0 at home. They they play their best football at home. They've yet to lose at home. And they, they haven't won in Thanksgiving in a little while. I just think this team seems more – this team seems more motivated than all the other teams prior. There's something yeah. about this team. Like, last year I know they were motivated. But, like, going into the playoffs, I was still like, it's the Cowboys. But something about this squad here, I don't think I'll be having that take of like, oh, it's the same old Cowboys come playoffs. I just I feel like they're actually like on all cylinders, special teams, offense, defense, they're clicking. Yeah, it's just what they do. And I think it's funny because they're doing this no telling more. No telling more. And I I I don't want to put all the 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 all the kudos on one player because it isn't just one player, but it's on. I think it's CD Lamb. I yeah. think CD Lamb becoming the like it, I saw someone say, like the Lakers. Like, what do the Lakers need to become a title contender again? Like, they went to the conference finals a couple of years ago, they fucking trade for the players they want, they get D'Angelo Russell, they re sign Reeves, they, uh, they, they, they do all the things, but they still stink. What should they do? Who should they add? And they're like, you don't need to add anybody. You just need Anthony Davis to go out there and give you 30 and 15 every fucking night like he should. But if he doesn't, 
y'all are going to be the same mediocre Laker. And that's how I feel about CeeDee Lamb. It's like CeeDee Lamb is fucking like he isn't okay with just ending the game with four catches and 60 yards. He's going into games like, I'm going to get open, feed me the rock, 10, 10 catches, 120 yards, 150 yards, a touchdown. Like, he's, he's like, taking over games. And, like, shout out Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman was the one hating on CeeDee Lamb, saying he's not a wide receiver one, this and that. And since that topic, CeeDee Lamb has been on a fucking tear. And since CeeDee Lamb's been on a tear, this Cowboys has been on a tear. Right, because he gets some energized. His plays, the plays he's been making have been insane. Like the one hand grab he had last week. That shit was nasty. Just like this fucking, uh, it was almost like he got stuck to his glove. Like type shit. Like he just floop floop. Like this fucking like no, it wasn't oh. even a catch. It was just like the ball hit his glove. It it it, it sat there perfectly. He puts it in. Mhm. And it's good to have the, that that security blanket. Like who can I trust on this fourth and two to get open? CD's down there somewhere. <laughs> and the, the emergence of Jake Ferguson to tie it in, replacing Dalton Schultz. I, that motherfucker is good for a touchdown every game, I feel like, at this point. Mm. Both walking with the Cowboys. Before we go, Kev, we're not a spread pick show. I do give out spread picks as my bets for all my betting gamblers out there. But if you had to, gun to the head, Kev, would you take Cowboys minus 11? Or would you take the Washington Commanders plus 11? Oh, bend to my head, my Cowboys minus 11. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm not betting it, but I would, too, just because I would be more mad if I took Washington plus 11 and I'm watching the blowout before my eyes. And I'm like, I really <laughs> bet on this fucking Washington team. <laughs> you feel so stupid. Yeah, like you like I'd much rather be the other side, like damn the Cowboys let me down. Versus like I'm watching Sam Howell throw pick sixes and shit. Like this is the team I bet on. Then our next game, our last game for Thursday before we get into Black Friday, divisional game. This I believe who wins this game is the number one seed in the division. Nice. Seahawks. Six and four. They're four and one at home. And this game will be in Seattle. Versus the 49ers, 7-3, and 3-2 on away games. Don't play their best ball in away, but they have looked like the, 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 the 49ers we were talking about earlier in the season this last week, uh, last two weeks. Now they're going to Seattle, taking on Geno Smith and them boys who got a good win last week and the week before over the, uh, the Cleveland Browns the week. So, like, Seahawks seem to play better ball. Well, all that being said, Seahawks are six, six and a half point dog at home. Kev, do you got one dog on your slate for this Thursday games? Uh, it would be nice to, but nah. Nah. I'm definitely taking the 49ers. The Seahawks let me down last week. Yeah, the Seahawks didn't look too good, but like they, they then they win, though. They found a way to win. No, they missed the field goal. Oh, yeah, no, this is the one they, they missed the field goal, yes. So, game, I actually looked back at that field goal, and I was like, damn, that is pretty far, 50 yards. It was a 55. He was on his head. I was like, it was a 55-yarder. <laughs> like, like those aren't – you're not just talking <laughs> back there. Like, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. That shit was far. But this is a – Josh Myers is an auto, automatic-ass motherfucker. So, that was far, but – 
maybe my standard is a high for him because I see him make some random stuff all the time. That's true. I, I mean, we got we had Jason Myers who missed the field goal last week, but you gotta give him some credit. He hit the field goal to beat Washington the week before. That's real. He did. And then on the other side, we got the fucking the 49ers who they went on three game losing streak. And then they came back and beat the fuck out the Jags and then beat the shit out of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now they got Seattle on deck. Divisional game. Is it uh, we also I, I don't have the flow chart in front of me. It's uh you no know, no, I do actually. It's always in my head. Shanahan loses the Pete Carroll, Kev. Man, I'm so tired of you and these fucking um I am so I am so, so tired. Hey, Loses to Shanahan, Shanahan loses to Carroll, and Carroll loses to McVay. We saw it happen when the Rams beat the Seahawks last week. Pete Carroll so, loses McVay, but Pete Carroll owns Shanahan. I'm so sick and tired of you, Andy. Because you'd be right. I'd be so mad. I'd be so I, – I, that's the only thing that ever pisses me off. I'd be like, bro, this man literally is not even using, like, Statistics and stats. This motherfucker is just sitting there like, nah, this is the way the world works. Sometimes you gotta close your eyes and place the bet. (laughs) Nah. But I'm expecting the 49ers to look as of old as they have been recently. I think this team is healthy again. Brandon Ayuk looked good last week. 70, what was it, a 70 yard, five yard touchdown or something like that? Motherfucking Brandon Ayuk looked good. It's always doing what Chris McCaffrey does. So there was a lot of vibes. There was a lot of vibes out there. So I'm expecting this um 49ers team to look good against this Seahawks team. We're not gonna go out without a fight. Yeah, if I I would probably take the Seattle plus seven um, plus six and a half, just because the spread like the spread's so big for a divisional game where Shanahan doesn't beat Carroll often. And it's not like the Seahawks have a bad team. Like, they still have a competent team. They have a good team. It might not be a Super Bowl winning team, but they still have a good team. So, I, I would take the plus six and a half. I think this game's going to be super close. With all that yeah. being said, I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks money line at home on top of it. It, it. it goes back to the flow chart, and it goes back to the 49ers just lost their safety for a year. I do they think did. That is going to open up the room for – I mean, it's not like Geno don't got weapons. He's still got DK, got Tyler Lockett. Jackson Enigma Smith is coming into his own. Like, I think the Seattle is going to come in. I don't I, mean, I don't have any dogs for this Thanksgiving Black Friday slate, so I got to go with one, and I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks at home. Yeah, I mean, you're a dangerous one, Pablo, but I respect it. And then Black Friday – First ever Black Friday football game ever. Three o'clock. Amazon Prime. Better be there or be square. We got the New York Jets, who have named Zach Wilson as their third string quarterback coming into this game. Wow. Tim Boyle will be the starter. Trevor Seaman will be the secondary. And then if worst case scenario, Zach Wilson will be third string. Taking on the Miami Dolphins where the Jets are a 10-point dog at home, Kev. This is our first time matching up with the Jets all season long, divisional game. How do you feel about the Jets versus Dolphins? 
See, naturally you would think, oh, the Dolphins gonna come fuck them up. Mm-mm. What the fuck Mm-mm. you just? I already can tell how this is gonna go. Wow. I'm gonna talk all my shit about the Jets. Wow. I'm gonna talk about how they suck. I'm gonna talk about all this. And even though the Dolphins are gonna win, obviously. This game is going to be strangely close because they are fighting to get Aaron Rodgers back. And I expect this defense to show out and get at least two takeaways. And I'm guessing – and then hold y'all to 12 points until, like, the fourth quarter. Then y'all take off and score, like, 26 type shit, 26, 27 type shit. I could see it because our offense hasn't – like, it's not – like, Tua, he's a gunslinger now. Motherfucker be throwing that bitch. Like, he does – like – People come at his interceptions, but it's like, go check his touchdowns. Like, like it happens. Like, you throw in three touchdowns, two touchdowns a game, it's okay you throw one. So, the Jets' defense could make it. I mean, I thought the Raiders were going to get blown out last week in Miami, and they made it a game, mainly because they they got three turnovers against us. But the Dolphins are 5-1 and one when they lose the turnover battle. And then a statistic of like all other teams, like fifteen and like sixty. Oh wow! So it's like we like we find a way to win. I don't think it's gonna be close just because our defense has been humming. Jalen Ramsey effect is real. Oh, he got three interceptions in his three weeks. His passer rating when throwing towards Jalen Ramsey, a big fat zero. Don't throw it to my guy's side. Like everyone, I said he was washed. Like you better fucking eating your words. You were eating that Thanksgiving leftover plate the next day talking about, damn, I was wrong. Because I think the Dolphins are going to blow. I don't think 10 enough, bro. I really do think – and it isn't just because we have a great offense. It's our defense is going to stop the Jets. Like, the, if Zach Wilson was their best quarterback for throughout the 10 weeks and now you're throwing in somebody else, G-fucking-G. You were a fucking – you were a hope like – like, there's no fucking chance. Like, you tell me Zach Wilson was y'all starter for 10-plus weeks at this point. He was somebody y'all watched in practice. Y'all saw the other guys. Like, yeah, no, Zach is the best option. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, Zach isn't as good. Like, we're going to have Tim Boyle out there. It's like, no, y'all fucking saw what Tim Boyle had going for 10 weeks, and y'all knew y'all shouldn't start him. It's just because Zach Wilson is getting turnovers and y'all are losing games again, where now the media is forcing you to be like, we got to do something. We got to change up something because we're going to still make the playoffs, da-da-da-da. I don't think changing Zach Wilson out for Tim Boyle is going to be the thing. And I do think we're going to blow him out. And I do think this could potentially be a a Jets put up like two field goals type of game. Like, yeah, you could be right. Our offense doesn't do anything crazy because of their defense. But this could be a 17-6 to game, and we still cover the spread. Yeah, I respect it. Black Friday too. I think, uh, like I, you know, I just think a little bit of something, something extra is gonna go on in this game. Something a little yeah. juice. I like you know Black Friday is my favorite holiday, so I'm expecting a lot to go down in this game, but it to be low scoring because of a lot of random ass shit. Uh. It's still fuck the Jets. I feel. I hope the Dolphins feel the, the Dolphins players feel the same way about the Jets as I do, because if so, they're gonna come in with all the juice. And if you and same thing, gun to your head, Kev. Just because this is a double digit spread, you had to take one. Are you taking the Dolphins minus ten, or are you taking the Jets plus ten? 
Oh, Dolphins minus ten. Yeah, I'm favoring out this week. <laughs> I'm the favorite out this, this this holiday. All right. Well, thank y'all for watching, and uh, everyone that's watching at home. I hope y'all have a great Thanksgiving. Let us know what you're grateful for down in the comments. And shout out my intramural flag football team. Oh yeah, we we want. Black football team champions. Uh, Paul, when I tell you, this field was so fucking muddy that we played on. You know, I play in bands. So, like, it was a lot of falling. Like, somebody somebody scored on my island. They didn't score on me because it was in zone. But I had two people. So, I played the outside, and they went to in. But when I tried to break in to go um, to go get his flag, I fell. So, this nigga looked back and laughed at my ass. He, like, remember when they had the, um, when the Tyreek Hill did the little this? He didn't do that, but he just looked back and laughed. And I want to say he pointed too. So after that, I was like, I bet. So I went to the other side where there was still some grass left on that bitch. Ain't give up nothing. Like that, let they ass know at home that that boy Kevin Waterboy's a boy is a champion. He got pedigree to his picks. Black football champion. Yeah, now it's time to go do that shit at UF. If I go win a championship at UF, I'm talking my shit. But I'm a I'm gonna own the team. Like I don't feel like I think I'm retired. Hey, retiring on top, right? That's how you got to go. Yep. <laughs> but again, thank y'all for watching. This has been another episode of Totally Blitz Podcast. This is the Thanksgiving special. We got three games Thanksgiving Day, one game Black Friday. we we'll recap Monday night game where the Eagles beat the Chiefs in a very close battle. And the recap Sunday night where the Broncos beat the Vikings in a fun-ass battle, 21-20. Go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts and your picks. We love to hear them. And all the bets you'll be sweating this Thursday night as you eat your turkey. I'm Paul Pickenwinnell. That's Kevin Waterboy Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers. <laughs>